This is Cole Zerman, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Warren, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good afternoon, Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Sierra Doctor and Whitney Pittman in studio. Randy Coonan on his way back from a successful potato expo in Denver. Uh, before leaving, Randy spoke with National Potato Council CEO Cam Quarles. We're really successful. We had huge attendance. Uh, over 1,800 people joined us here in Denver. Uh, we had a sold-out show floor. We had a fantastic event that just wrapped up with three celebrity chefs from the Food Network. I think people had a really great time being here the last couple of days, and we're, we just we could not be more thrilled to be back. It felt like normal again. A uh, new location here in Denver. New location. This is the first time we've ever been to the Gaylord Rockies. I think uh, people, the, the facility itself, brand new, and also the ease of access going through, uh, through uh, Denver International Airport made it a really easy trip for folks, and we just got a huge surge of attendance, so that, that's fantastic. Something to, to build on in Austin next year. Yeah, absolutely. We're returning to Austin. Uh, it was uh, four years ago that we were in Austin, so uh, we're going back next year, and uh, then we'll be in Las Vegas and then Dallas. So uh, we're really looking forward to having the Potato Expo sort of put the whole COVID deal in the rearview mirror and, and be back to our, our normal fun events. Any take-homes? I think that the take-home generally is that uh, there's a lot of optimism over demand for potatoes. Um, clearly, we've got challenges that you go through the litany of things, inflation, supply chain issues, all those kinds of things. But the wonderful tailwind that the industry is experiencing is that there is a huge demand for high-quality U.S. potatoes, both domestically and internationally, and that, that, that is a very good thing. Cam Coral, CEO of National Potato Council. Our reports from Potato Expo brought to you by the National Potato Council, Bayer Crop Science, Gowan USA, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, AMVAC, and Syngenta. For the Red River Farm Network, I'm Randy Conan. High fertilizer and uncertain crop prices are something farmers are still dealing with. NDSU Ag Finance Specialist Brian Parman expects fertilizer prices to prices to increase this spring. Well, I, I think that if we go by the seasonality of fertilizer, it's probably likely that we're going to see a little bit of an upswing uh, in fertilizer prices compared to where they are now, just based on that. But, you know, a lot of the reason that the costs are elevated in the first place has less to do with the growing season cyclical trends and more to do with other things going on around the globe. So there's always a chance that some of that resolves and some of the concerns regarding production of fertilizer and availability subside and we see a somewhat big decline, but, you know, time's getting short as far as being able to book it. So it's probably unlikely we're going to see much relief in fertilizer prices in the next few months before those, those decisions have to be made. Parman says the industry is especially keen on making sure no fertilizer shortages occur this year. Well, I think that folks are keeping an eye on uh, the ability to get fertilizer where it needs to be. You know, we've heard about drought issues on some of our major rivers in the U.S. And, you know, that's one of the, one of the ways that we transport it from large manufacturing centers to you know, the northern plains and the central plains. So that's something to keep an eye on. But as far as I've heard or folks are talking about, uh, you know, some kind of supply issue, uh, be it major supply issue, isn't likely to be a huge deal into this planting season. The American Farm Bureau annual convention is underway at San Juan, Puerto Rico. South Dakota Farm Bureau President and American Farm Bureau Vice President Scott Vanderwall 
previews the convention. We've got several things going on, which is Discussion Meet Achievement Award and Awards of Excellence. And then also we've got the Ag Innovation Challenge, which is a, a technology-based thing that the entrepreneurs can uh, enter in this contest with something that they've invented. And then, of course, the, the main reason we're all here is for the policy development part where we put our policy into the book for the following year to uh, do our lobbying activities in Washington, D.C. Vanderwall says the Farm Bill will be a very prominent discussion throughout the conference. The Farm Bill is at the top of everybody's mind. Uh, the bumper sticker message on Farm Bill basically is do no harm to crop insurance. And then labor is really another big one that uh, really is holding agriculture back. And uh, that gets into H-2A discussions with immigrant labor. Uh, so we'll, we'll have some uh, proposed policies on that as well. And then a third thing is probably the Waters of the U.S. rule that was just put out by the EPA a couple days ago here. Uh, we're not very happy with the way that turned out. It's not going to be as uh, understandable uh, for the average landowner to, to understand what's federally protected and what's not. A Minnesota farmer presented today as a top 10 finalist at the American Farm Bureau Convention for the Ag Innovation Challenge. Brad Hannon farms in southwest Minnesota. He serves as president of the Minnesota Pork Producers Association, and he's grateful for the opportunity to share his invention with others. Farm Bureau's standpoint is to encourage and foster innovation for things on the farm, you know, and um, it's been a fun project for me to work on uh, even before Farm Bureau became involved, but I've received lots of uh, great publicity through uh, this contest, so it's been fun. With the Hennon pig shoot already earning high honors as being a finalist, Hennon says his biggest goal is to improve both farmer and animal welfare. I served on a task force for the National Pork Board that was charged with trying to figure out how to eliminate broken needles in pork. And uh, that doesn't happen very often, but even one in a million is like 120 times a year. It's basically a conveyor that lifts the pig's feet off the ground. Once the pig's feet are off the ground, it's kind of wedged in there in between the two belts that are kind of in the shape of a V. My focus is on improving the health outcomes and animal welfare for the pigs as well as the daily lives of average pig farmers, and I, I wanted it to be accessible to them. You can watch demonstrations and learn more at henandpigshoot.com. A reminder, uh, coming up next week on the Red River Farm Network, we'll be broadcasting from the Minnesota Crop Improvement Association annual meeting. That's next Thursday, the 12th. That'll be held in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. More than 50 million birds have been lost this past year due to highly pathogenic avian influenza. That breaks the previous record set in 2015 and is the number 10 story of the year for the Red River Farm Network. 30% of the cases were traced to wild birds seven years ago. That compares to 85% this past year. Erica Swatsky is a turkey grower and chairs the Minnesota Board of Animal Health. Euthanizing birds has taken a financial and emotional toll on the industry. You just have this fear that you don't know who's next, and it feels like it's po it's just kind of popping up everywhere. But it it certainly makes you second guess, you know, your your daily management every day. 
Again, the Red River Farm Network has been recapping the top stories of 2022. The list included the wet, cold spring and the delayed planting season, Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the impact on grain movement, the supply chain headaches and the wild expansion of the soybean crush business. You'll find the entire list of stories on the Red River Farm Network website. Following the lead of the Northern Potato Growers Association rebrand to Northland Potato Growers Association, Northland Potato Associates President Gary Shields says his organization is also rebranding. Potato Associates wanted to unify that, so we're aligning with them, and we will now be the Northland Potato Potato Associates, and we're very excited. So I'm out here this year in Denver uh, trying to promote the new brand and uh, obviously promote our wonderful potatoes in, in, in North Dakota, Minnesota. While the Northland Potato Associates mission has not changed with the rebrand, Shields would like to grow the organization to enable more potato research. And all of the businesses that support, you know, the potato growers, um, you know, that, that's their demand too, is that's how they want us to spend the money. So uh, at the International Crop Expo coming up in February in, in Grand Forks, uh, we'll be launching our brand, which is again aligning with the uh, Northland Potato. And we're just excited to uh, be a part of what the growers do uh, to feed the world. Potato growers from across the country took part in the Potato Expo in the Denver area. Bayer Crop Science Senior Technical Sales Representative John Martin says Bayer showcases or is showcasing new potato products at the trade show. Uh, Luna Pro has just gotten federal registration. We've picked up, I believe, it's seven state uh, registrations to this point. And uh, what that is, it's, a, it's our first triazole, so it's a little different mix. So what we had before... Uh, Luna Tranquility, okay, so we had two different modes of action in that, but this will bring our first triazole, so it's a little different mode of action where we got an SDHI as well as a triazole in that formulation. So it's going to help for resistance management and make a very, very good product even better. The timing for using Luna Pro is right at row closure. Depending on if you're looking more of an early blight strategy or if you need it a little bit uh, later into the season for a white mold program, but it's a, it's a industry standard when you look at white mold and early blight in potatoes. And another thing that we sell in the potatoes is uh, Scala, which is a really good early blight product. So this is a good resistance management program with that early blight complex. Coverage of Potato Expo is brought to you by Bayer Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Gowan USA, Syngenta, AMVAC, and the National Potato Council. AMVAC Commercial Development Manager Kyle Coleman says a disease-free potato crop starts at planting. Any high-value crop has enough going on underground that's, that's significant and important, uh, whether you're doing carrots or onions, potatoes, all those high-value crops really need to start off uh, with a good start. Currently, uh, we provide two forms of fumigant, two formulations, VAPAM and KPAM. They've been around since the 70s. Uh, foundational products that have been used for many, many years in potatoes successfully. Potato diseases will vary by region and by rotation. I would say three of the big diseases that, that metam sodium, the active ingredient, does well on is verticillium wilt for potatoes, um, but also pythium, fusarium, uh, all very important soil diseases. You know, over the decades, many new products have come around, and uh, 
it's amazing to watch that Netam sodium soil fumigation just continues to be the standard, and it's the standard for good reason. It continues to work. It continues to add value for the growers. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture. Let's catch up with Ag Week reporter Mickle Pates. Mickle, what do you have for us in the cover of Ag Week? Well, this is a uh, story about uh, Green Plains uh, Inc. based out of Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, they have uh, 11 ethanol plants that they've uh, now are describing as biorefineries, and they have uh, developed many uh, techniques or have purchased uh, techniques that will take some of these products into things called that they call clean sugars or ultra-high protein products, and they're putting them into uh, fish food and other kinds of things and uh, getting ready for new products coming from corn in this region, and uh, including uh, the Theraldson ethanol plant over here at Castleton. They are going to be uh, installing this equipment over there. And uh, basically the idea is, you know, as people conserve more fuel with their vehicles for travel and so on, you don't need as much ethanol to mix with it and, and with petroleum products. And so then you look to add value in other ways to make uh, these companies uh, successful financially. Uh, they also are involved in some of the carbon techniques to uh, save carbon uh, from becoming an environmental problem. So kind of just a look at a... An unusual company probably in the uh, development of some of these newer products. Well, Michael, sounds interesting. Looking forward to reading about it next week's Ag Week. Thanks so much, Rand. And as we check into the marketplace for today, we are on the downside for wheat, down five and a quarter for Minneapolis wheat. The March contract uh, now a nickel lower at 9.04. July at 8.93 and a half down two cents. Chicago wheat March a half penny lower. And hard red winter wheat March down three and a half. The corn market for March, 6.55 and a quarter, two and a half higher. New crop corn, a gain of three quarters of a cent. Soybeans March, 24 higher, 14.94 and three quarters. July gaining 22 and a half, both soy meal and soy oil higher. In uh, canola futures, March at 8.71.10 Canadian, a gain of $5.80. Over the cattle trade, February live cattle, 67 cents lower, 156.67. Feeder cattle, January, a buck 40 lower, 182.40. The hogs, February, 80.32. That's down 220. And the Dow right now on the plus side, we're up 586 points. It's been a back and forth week uh, throughout this week in uh, Wall Street. As we look to the farm calendar, NDSU Extension has an event called Women in Ag, Leading, Linking, and Learning. Their next session Monday in Underwood, talking livestock record-keeping and mental health awareness. Have a great afternoon and a great weekend. This is the Red River Farm Network.